Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. I am the Honey Badger, the host, the one that gives you the most transparency and straightness in the RV business and the world. In the background, you hear a noise of a travel trailer furnace because it is colder than you know what here in southern Nevada. We are camped out here in Pahrump, Nevada, as always, one hour outside of Las Vegas. And today we're going to talk about some some really important topics when it comes to selling private party, buying private party. How about just buying or selling in general an RV? Now, this is going to be mostly geared towards the private party sector than it is going to be the dealership, but I am going to integrate some dealer tactics as well. First off, if you've never heard me before, uh, I've actually have 15 years of RV experience between being a porter, meaning I cleaned them, a technician, which I worked on them, service writer, service manager, general manager, finance manager, sales manager, and sales. So I've pretty much worn every single hat inside a dealership And I also am an avid camper and RVer. So my knowledge comes from a place of strength. Unlike people like Wingman Wisdom or I forgot what her name is, Liz Amazing. I give you every single viewpoint and the truth, not a bunch of fake news. Now it gets me in trouble. Let me tell you this much. It gets me in a lot of trouble with not only uh, my contemporaries, uh, but also my coworkers. Um, my, uh, the, the folks I'm really close to in the RV business, um, um, it gets me in trouble with customers too. You know, there, there's a saying that I tell, uh, everybody that has ever worked for me, 85% of people in the United States and Canada would buy from me in a heartbeat because of how straightforward I am how easy of a process I make it. They love the process. Most people will come down, deal with my narcissistic personality because they're like, this dude's a straight shooter, knows what knows his shit, and at the end of the day, I'm going to make the process easy where there isn't a bunch of back and forth garbage. There isn't any magic or a magic show going on. 15% of people hate my guts because I'm so straightforward, because I make the transactions easy, because I don't have any magician magical fairy dust to throw on a deal. And proof positive, I've gotten a lot of comments uh, in the last several weeks in my YouTube videos on my main channel and on this podcast where people will flat out call me just rude, obnoxious names. Uh, tell me I'm a liar. Tell me get away from the microphone. You look like an idiot. I mean, I get a bunch of hate all the time. But that's from a 15% of people. So I'd rather sell 85% of you than the 15%. Because the reality is, I, I, as much as I make the transaction easy, so does the 85% of customers. And that's, that is a great segue into this first comment. If you are a private party seller, stop lying to the customers and stop negotiating over the phone. 
buyers, stop negotiating over the phone unless you're going to buy the unit. That is the biggest wasted time for you and the biggest wasted time for the actual seller. And I'm talking private party wise. Here's a great example. I have probably 65% of my inventory new and used on Facebook Marketplace. And I get between 30 to 32 messages a day. Half of them are always like, Here's a great example. I got a used, nice little uh, fifth wheel on the lot, little 32-footer. I've got it for $15,000. At least six times a day I get, will you take five? Will you take 10? Will you take seven? Will you take 12? So at one point, I entertained it. Like, sure, I'll look at any offer. You just got to come down in person. Well, I don't want to do that. Because you're an hour away from me, and uh, if you're not going to guarantee me you're going to take seven, then I'm not going to show up. So then I tested that theory. I even though, and I would have lost money. I would have lost my absolute butt because I'm in it a lot more than seven thousand dollars. But I decided to tell one guy, "Sure, I'll take seven. When do you want to come pick it up?" Well, I got to come see it first. Well, Guy never showed up, by the way. Private part. So if your budget is $10,000 for a travel trailer or a fifth wheel, you got $10,000 cash. Okay. Shop $10,000 trailers first. Go look at $10,000 trailers before you start screwballing around with people that are asking more money. That's that that's the truth. If you have a $50,000 budget on a motorhome as an example, shop $50,000 or less motorhomes. There's lots of them out there. You can always negotiate the price lower when you go see it in person. But at least you're not wasting your time or the the seller's time. Guys, when people sell things private party, they do it because they don't like the number they get from a dealership. That is a that is a bottom line thing. They hate what they're getting from the dealership, either on a buy figure or maybe they don't want to consign it because, well, consignment, that means the dealer makes money. So that's the reason why the majority of the time, those are the two reasons why a customer is or seller is not going to give it to a dealership. So now you're wasting their time when they probably work and they probably have a limited window for serious people to come out and look at their rigs. Sellers, stop lying to customers about what that a coach is in perfect shape and it's in great condition. Be honest. If you read the descriptions I give for every one of my used units that I have on the lot, when people show up, they go, wow, it's exactly how you described it. I'm like, yeah. 
because I'm not going to bullshit people about a rig. I have a two thousand. I had a two thousand nineteen open light fifth wheel. That thing was beat to hell. The wholesale book, the trade in value, the bank lens on was thirty two thousand dollars. I sold it for twenty two. I sold it for ten thousand dollars less than trade in value because the guy lived in it, had a dog. You should read the description I had. I had this huge long description, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace offer up. That explained all the damage in the trailer, verbatim. And I took as many pictures as the, of the damage as possible. And then I put a link to the YouTube video to sh that I made to show the damage on the fifth wheel. It sold in three days. Why? Because I had nine people that decided they want to show up and see if they could live with all the damage because they were getting a lot of, they were getting a great price. And out of nine people that showed up, I sold six of them a rig, including that one. So for dealerships, if you're listening to me as a salesperson at a dealership, be fucking honest about your used inventory. Be real with people. Yes, it's going to piss off the 15% that hate when you're a straightforward person. But 85% of people don't have time for bullshit don't want to deal with BS, and they sure in the hell don't want to have some fairy dust thrown on them to think that something magical is going to just come out of nowhere, that you're going to pull something out of your rear end and voila, it's going to be rainbows and sunshine. That's not the way it works. And that's the reason why both private party sales have decreased dramatically. The reported amount of private party selling that has occurred, the actual selling, I'm not talking about listing of the units, I'm talking about the actual sales. There is a statistic that you can find for states that have no sales tax on private party purchases. Arizona, Nevada, Montana, Oregon, etc. And if you combine the statistics from all four states that you get from the motor vehicle company, the statistics say that private party sales have dramatically decreased since the end of 2021. And it's because we're all a bunch of liars about it. The seller's lying about the condition of their unit. The buyer is lying that they can actually afford it. Or they offer some stupid lowball number before they could even get to see the unit. Well, I, I got a budget of thirty grand, so I'm gonna go shop for a bunch of forty-five thousand dollar rigs because I'm pretty sure they're gonna be desperate enough to sell for thirty. <clears throat> Unbelievable. We live in a we live in an age where we're just trying to outsmart each other, and it's ridiculous. <clears throat> Sorry, I got the sniffles really bad. The wind has been picking up really bad it's got my nose all the way up to my sinuses up in my foreheads is clogged so you're gonna have to apologize the sniffling I, i'm so sorry um <clears throat> the next thing i really want to cover and this is especially for used private party and used dealership buyers go get pre-qualified 
Now, I always tell you, use the dealer financing if possible because it does give you an advantage in negotiating a price. But I still highly recommend if you are financing and you're going to do it through a pro you're going to buy a private party or from a dealership and you're buying an older used unit. And what I mean by older is it's more than five years old. Go get pre approved for a dollar amount and a year model before you go shopping. This has had a lot of success, guys. So I've given this advice out even before I started this podcast, even on my main uh, YouTube channel, HBRV Lifestyle. I've given this advice a lot even before I became an influencer. Because when, when you are questioning in your mind whether or not you're going to qualify for a loan, it's always nice to know what you can qualify for. <clears throat> so I had a guy walk into the dealership lot about three months ago. He just came back. He bought a used uh, little travel trailer from us. It was $18,000. He came out, looked at everything we had, wasn't quite sure what he would qualify for. So I actually looked at, a. I can pull credit without a social. I can actually pull most people's credit um, without even affecting your credit. And I looked at it and I said, look, you're a member of Navy Federal Credit Union. Why don't we go down there? Before we send you off anywhere, he was a 685 score. And I said, why don't you go down to Navy Federal, see how old they'll do for you and what the max dollar amount they'll give you. So they'll give you a limit on what year you can buy or newer, and they'll give you a dollar amount. He came back, says, well, they'll go do up, do up to a 2015. I said, great. And how much? He says, 75 grand. I go, fabulous. What do you really want to spend out of that 75 grand? He says, 20. So we found him a little $18,000 trailer. So that's a very good success story because you feel better. I'm telling you folks, I know, I know for a lot of you, that, especially if you're first time buyers, it feels good when you take the extra step and you get pre-qualified through at least one credit union, especially if you're buying something used. Be new, not so big of a deal. New, a dealership can point you in the kind of the right directions. And you're going to buy new strictly from a dealership. But when you have that knowledge that, okay, I can qualify for a $25,000 loan and I have to stick to 2010 or newer as an example. Well, now you know what you're shopping for. It makes your, it narrows down your selection process where you can start looking for something that fits within your financial budget and and you have you can actually uh, buy something from a place of strength news a different animal but use definitely especially if you're like looking for something under 15 grand if you're looking for like a fifth wheel that's under $15,000 or $15,000 or less, you're really going to want to go get pre-qualified if you're trying to finance something like that. Seriously, like that's the best, absolute best thing you can do. Now, 
here's the 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 problem that a lot of people are going to have with me on this is just because you have a fifteen thousand dollar loan set up doesn't mean you can go around to guys that are at that want 20 grand for a fifth wheel and negotiate before you even stand in front of the guy and show him you're serious that that's a fact okay i'm taking in a 2007 attitude travel trailer <clears throat> not the toy or a travel trailer this lady was as straightforward as it could possibly be about the travel trailer and she's like what do you think you can sell it for and i said i think it can sell for 7500 bucks so i'll pay you seven she goes, that's not much of a profit for you. And I go, it's a 2007. I'm looking for somebody that's going to have 7,500 cash. This is not going to be a profitable transaction. I, I, I was really straight up with her. I said, I'm going to make all the money from the bank financing. She got a 7.99%, I'm sorry, 8.99% interest rate. And the bank's going to toss me a $1,500 kickback on the motorhome purchase. So I'm going to make 2500 bucks on the motorhome, and I'll make $500 on her travel trailer. Now that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but you also don't know the situation. I'm trying to get rid of an aged piece of inventory. So there, there's certain things that dealerships do in that kind of sense. So that, that, that guys, you, you got to realize that I know nobody wants to hear this, but financing a RV gives you more power for negotiation, even in a private party setting. And let me tell you why. Most people owe money on their rig. Not everybody, but most people owe money on their rig. They have some kind of bank loan on it. Okay. When you go and finance the RV, the banks pay each other off. There is a process in which the bank, the credit union or the bank will pay off the bank loan and the bank note. And there's paperwork. Watch this. There's paperwork that goes directly to the institution that you're lending with so they can get the title. Less headache for everybody, more negotiating power if, and watch this, if you're financing. If you're a cash buyer with a seller that owes money on their coach, it's very complicated. It's not a simple process. Key thing there. So I did a video. I did a video on the five reasons why paying cash for an RV is stupid. That's literally the title of the video. I think I'm up to 15,000 views, I think, on that video. And I get some nasty, mean comments. And that's fine. That's that 15% of people that will never buy from me anyway. Trust me, I meet them at least 15 times a year. 
But that's okay, guys. I understand. I get it. We were raised that cash is king. Cash is trash. Cash is absolute garbage when it's not in the form of a bank loan to anyone, even in a private party setting. Cash does not help you. Cash down helps you. Another great example. This is something <clears throat> that I'll never forget. Uh, five years ago. This would be 2019. This was February of 2019. I'm selling a guy uh, a, a, a brand new Attitude 5th Wheel Toil or 35 GSG if you know what that is. Guy says he's only going to pay $60,000 cash and that's all he's going to spend and someone's going to sell it to him for that. I go, great. Won't be me. Because back then, in 2019, that Attitude Toy Hauler with all the equipment he wanted cost from the factory to the dealership $72,000. So he wants to buy it for $60,000 out the door. That's a $54,000 price tag, give or take, with California sales, sales tax. So he pretty much is asking a dealership or telling a dealership, you're going to lose $18,000 to sell me a fifth wheel toy hauler or I'm just not going to buy from you. Because you're not going to negotiate the price properly because I'm a cash buyer. I told him, sounds great. He goes, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you'll find someone. It's just not going to be me. I said, but I'll make you a deal. He's, what's that? I'll sell it to you for $1,000 over what I paid for it if you finance it. And he goes, well, what's the invoice? So I go show it to him. Oh, you're so full of shit. It costs less than that. What about your holdback? There is no holdback in the RV business. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. He argued with me. He thinks he knew more about the RV world than I did. And at the time, I had been working in it for 10 years. I go, okay. Got the invoice back. Said, hey, pleasure meeting you. Have a great day. Two months later, he comes back into the dealership. He looks at me and says, is that offer still on the table? I go, yeah, but I don't have one. So I'm going to have to order you one. And I said, whatever the invoice comes out to be, I'll have you pay $1,000 over that if you finance. He goes, okay. So I had him sit and fill out the order sheet. Now all of a sudden, it went from a $72,000 fifth wheel to an $81,000 fifth wheel with all the equipment he wanted on it. Wanted on it. That included shipping. So I sold for an eighty-two thousand. He put forty down. He still has the loan on it. Mister Cash Buyer still has the loan on it. Didn't pay it off yet. Put a good chunk down, so I don't understand what he would. But he kept twenty thousand of his sixty thousand in the bank. 
And he said, he told me the other day, because I talked to him over the phone, he told me the other day, he says, you know, if you didn't tell me what you told me, I would have never done it. He says, well, how much money did you actually make? And I said, well, you bought the extended warranty, so I made $800 there. And I said, and then the finance company gave me $1,600. So I said, in total, on the unit that I had for factory made for you, I made 3200 bucks. And you made you paid a thousand over what I paid, and I still made thirty two hundred bucks. And he look and he and he said, "Wow." I said, "Yeah, I didn't need to. I don't need to make ten, fifteen grand on that kind of transaction. If I could make four grand a copy on every single motorhome RV I make, all the way around, if I averaged four thousand dollars total round trip between an, a warranty, paint and fabric." Uh, the finance money and the selling price of the vehicle, the profit and the selling price of the vehicle. If I could make four thousand dollars average on every transaction I made, the dealership would be profitable. Because if I sold twenty, that'd be eighty thousand dollars plus whatever I make in service. I could run my small little dealership. On 80 grand from sales, and let's call it 20 or 30 grand from service. On $110,000, that's $1.26 million, or sorry, $1.32 million. I could pay the bills, pay my payroll, and put about six, seven grand a month in my owner's pocket. And he would come up to me and give me a big high five, a big fucking hug, and say, you're the man. But the only way we get there is if you allow us to get there. We can get there in so many ways. But being a, being a strict, stubborn cash buyer who has to get a better price than everybody else because you think it, your cash is better than anybody else's, is the wrong way to go about it. And you can get mad at me for it. You can call me every name of the book. I've been called so many stupid names. I it's just starting I'm starting to make a joke out of it. I got called a fucking idiot on my YouTube channel the other day. I just laugh. Reading the whole six paragraphs. Wow, you have so much time on your hand that you wrote a six-paragraph comment on my little YouTube channel's uh, video that only has 50,000 views. Wow, good for you, sir. Good for you, ma'am. I don't want your business anyway. Because people that think their cash is better than anything else on God's green earth, better than their next door neighbors, better than everybody else's, because I've got cash. You don't want to buy from me anyway. Now, if you're a cash buyer that's reasonable and understanding and, and, and you're not, you don't think you're better than everybody else, you're going to buy from me. Or a guy like me, because you're going to enjoy the transparency. You're going to enjoy the process. You're going to go, wow, okay, so I have to spend forty grand on this travel trailer, including tax, and this is everything I'm getting in it. Not, well, I know you discounted already fifteen thousand um, dollars, but we want another fifteen off because we're paying cash.
Now, sellers, I'm going to give you one piece of final advice. Private party sellers especially and dealerships. Don't be like me and be a sarcastic ass about this thing I'm talking about. Don't be like me with that. I have no filter. Zero. And anymore, I don't even say anything to those guys. If anybody came up to me and had an attitude problem because they're a cash buyer and they want to have their feet licked and their ass kissed or the other way around, I just walk away. I go find somebody else to talk to them. I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste their time. And I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to wait for somebody that's ready, willing, and able. Not somebody that's here to, to walk around like a peacock because they can pay cash. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Or follow me here on Spotify, Amazon, uh, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast. Um, I do want to give a big shout out to one of my uh, brands that actually sends me free shit all the time. They're called Alloy Man. Um, they are a great tool company. They've sent me a bunch of free stuff. I'm going to start showing it off here pretty soon because I think they're pretty cool. And until next time, just stay safe. Remember toolkit and sense of humor. Have a great night.